Hi there, listener. You're about to experience Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games, and there will be plenty of game talk, but also copious amounts of crude, off-color, offensive, and immature speech. So if you are of a rather sensitive humor constitution, we're just letting you know what you're in for with this show. It has games. It has jokes. You know, just games and jokes. Take the games, take the jokes, and have a good time. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadbog podcast. It's a show that happens twice a week where two old guys play old games. It's, it's Original Flavor Wednesday, so that means we're on, on that list. What so list? That list. That list? Whose list? Digital Trends. We're playing... Who that. are they? <laughs> they have a website, <laughs> and there are games on it, and, and they, they have like a good list. And they haven't contacted us, so we can, nope. we can totally slam them as much as we want. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't reached out to them like I promised myself I would. I get super nervous, because I'm always like... Even when we were doing IGNs, I was like, I'm going to contact... IGN and let them know that we're doing this podcast. Mm, same for Dorkly. Like, we'll come to Dorkly. And then we started talking about cum and stuff. And I was like, I don't think that I want to reach out to these outlets. Let's keep it secret. Keep it safe. That's why the only, like, sponsor that I think, like, maybe they'd be down is Extreme Restraints. A Fleshlight. Yeah. Or, yeah, so, someone like that. Uh, we could straight up sell a pocket pussy on this show. <laughs> Like, if there's one thing I'm confident we could sell, it's not dad bog shirts. Well, I haven't also haven't talked too glowingly about them because, like, because I have that flashlight. They, they, they won't listen that far back. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody wants to fuck their couch. That's true. Man, I wish I could just give you God, paying their couch. I wish I could just give mm. you a vagina, just give you a nice couchy poon. Mm. <laughs> That's a weird science uh, that I never saw. <laughs> That's actually how weird science in real life turns out. It's like two guys, two te- two preteens get together and they're like, let's build the perfect woman. And then they end up just fucking their couch <laughs> on a Saturday. And, and fill it so full of cum that it becomes a woman. <laughs> the, the, it evolves like a Pokemon. <laughs> spark of life. <laughs> Jizz and Doritos, who knew? We're playing down through <laughs> Digital Trends Top 25 Sega Genesis games. And this week we're on 18. Uh, I was looking, I was going to look that up, and then we started talking about fucking couches, and I got <laughs> sidetracked. Uh, Tyler, I believe that this is uh, Digital Trends 17th, 17th ranked, ranked game. Sega Genesis game. Mm-hmm. Sword of Vermilion. Yeah. Sword of Vermilion. Mm-hmm. It's an action RPG game that I had never mm-hmm. heard of. Mm-hmm. Same which here. I want to. I feel like we should have a new intro where, like, like as part of like the disclaimer, I say that we're not game experts. <laughs> like, I feel like that's self evident, but like for new <laughs> listeners, I feel like we need to let them know up front. <laughs> hey, we like video games, but we are not experts. We're in not this experts. Industry. We're not journalists. No, we're just, we're just we are literally just two guys, two sexually repressed men who played less games than they'd like, and record this in a blanket <laughs> fort. Yeah. 
Oh man, what was I gonna say about something about Genesis? I don't know. Oh well, the band or the console? Something about <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. I did watch Out of the Blue. I was like, I haven't seen Land of Confusion in a long time. Land so, of Confusion? Uh-huh. Is that the second Land Before Time? Yeah. <laughs> it's the prequel. Yeah. Because I watched that video. I'm like, I had forgotten how fucking weird that video is. Oh, yeah. Because like... The, is that the one with all like Reagan Muppets and yeah, stuff? Yeah. The really weird Muppets. And, like Ronald Reagan like drowning himself in the bathtub yeah. in puppet form. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time. That that music video used to uh, it made give me, feel, me nightmares yeah. as a kid. I had nightmares. It made me have weird yeah. feelings in my stomach whenever I'd watch uh-huh. it. Like, it was, man, that video. That's that's how you know it was art. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's what experiencing art is like. Yeah. You're not supposed to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> but before we talk about Sword of Vermilion, yeah. I'm your beard host, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. And I was trying to, like, I don't have a package. What's an intro story I could tell? And I read an interesting article on the AV Club. Uh, Nick Offerman did an interview with them. And he's talking about his and his wife, Megan Mullally. They're doing a, a, a comedy tour. Who I adore, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, she's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. I liked her in Will and Grace. Yeah. I love her, especially in Parks and Rec. Her character in Parks and Rec is so good. Yeah. But they're doing a... In, you said the AV Club. Uh-huh. Sorry to interrupt, but I have to interject. Um, <laughs> they, I think we, I know where you're going. Oh, do you? We need to be on their podcast. Uh, oh, that's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> because like they are like one of the few like actual well-known media outlets that even fucking talks about podcasts. Oh, okay. So if anyone's got any connections over at the <laughs> AV Club, hook us up. Because we are very interested in expanding our audience. Yep. <laughs> We're looking to not have normal jobs anymore. Absolutely, we need we if we could afford four more blankets to put in this room, we could really improve <laughs> That's the living sound on the quality. <laughs> That's all we need. We, I want more blankets in here. We little known fact: we spend all of our Patreon money on blankets, blankets. at Walmart, Sam's Club. Because that blanket behind you, I've had that one since early high school. That explains its rigidness. Yep, <laughs> very rigid. <laughs> I can just place it over the door frame. It's fine. It stands like a ghost <laughs> by itself. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, oh, no, that's okay. So where did you think I was going with the AV Club? Remember uh, on the Facebook group, you and Phil were talking about, are there actual AV Clubs anymore? Oh, right. In high schools yeah. and stuff. There was barely one when I was in high school. We just had um, the the video class that did like the morning announcements and stuff. Like class news and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Just the two... Of the most uncharismatic kids in rotation that you'll ever see, just like blandly reading the school announcements. We had a charismatic guy, and I think that's why, I honestly think that's why the school news channel existed, was uh, because this guy like wanted to do it, and someone <laughs> recognized, oh, he's actually pretty good at this. Oh, yeah, man, all the kids were so bad. Brandon did it in middle school. Brandon was pretty good Brandon at it. Brandon of Axelay fame? Uh-huh. Yeah. I could see him being good he at that. He and two of the other students did a... Oh man! If I could ever find this footage, they did a because we went to North Marshall Middle School, so they did a North Marshall parody of the SNL skit where it's Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, and Jim Carrey. The baby don't hurt me, and they're bobbing their heads. Night of the Roxbury. Yeah. yeah. So they did the three the three of them. Brandon in the middle did a Night of the Roxbury parody where they're walking around North Marshall. So they did they did what every kid does. They just did it in front of a video. Yeah, camera. yeah. They went ahead and recorded it. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's all it takes. That's what we do here with these microphones. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> Normally we would talk about fucking People a couch. talk about fucking couches. Right. We just record it. Exactly. <laughs> but I was reading that uh, AV Club article interview with Nick Offerman, and yeah. they're doing a tour uh, called like The Summer of 69, No Apostrophe. So it's just, it is basically them doing a comedic tour about like their sex life and things about their marriage. And because and, then he talks about like they hate flying. So they both just get in their car with the minimum things and they're just driving city to city doing this. So I really want to go if I can go to this tour. But Where's the, is there, are they coming to like Nashville or something? I, ha- I haven't looked yet because I just read this article yesterday. But he was talking about all the things that they do. Because he's, he's like 46 and she's 57, I think. And they were talking about all the projects that they do, but they're also just like, they, they, that they love sex and they're not, but they're not like, I guess they're not weird. I don't know. The article was kind of, <laughs> you didn't want to spoil whatever's in the show. But he was talking about how, yeah, we love comedy. We love, you know, being on and performing. But at home, we're just boring. Because our heroine, once we get home, is sitting at the dining room table that I made and we put together a huge puzzle and listened to audiobooks. That is our fucking heroine. Because I was like, okay, that's awesome. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah. And then he talks more about, like, then somebody else was like, you could probably, like, you know, turn those puzzle pictures that you make and, uh, like, sign the back of them and put them up for auction and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. he's like, yeah, that'd be a good idea. But then it becomes another project. We don't want to do projects. So as soon as they finish the puzzle, they just break it down and put it back up. Because they just, it's relaxing, listen to a book, and that's it. Yeah. So it made me think. So it's like, because we're, we're both in our 30s. You and I. You mean. Uh-huh. You and I. So like, it made me think, what are some... We should have sex. We should, we should have <laughs> With sex. With a couch. Listen to an audiobook, <laughs> do, puzzles, do puzzles, and have sex. Well, let's wait till we're in our 60s. Can that be our retirement plan? Fine. <laughs> you and I will move to Vermont. I hear it's very nice. I saw it in Road Rush 2. <laughs> We'll open a bed and breakfast, and we'll just listen to audiobooks and do puzzles. Eat Ben and Jerry's, just get fat and yep. fuck and do puzzles. Yep. <laughs> That's what that book will become. Two fat fucks do puzzles. We could probably make that a podcast. We <laughs> can make that a podcast now. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but it made me think, like, okay, since turning turning 30, getting older, what do I have any boring old people habits or activities already? Okay, what'd you come up with? I'm assuming that you do. Because, well, one, I haven't gotten to do it nearly as much as I used to, but, like, just take it, going for a walk and listening to audiobooks. That's what, at least in the old house before this one, whenever, well, when I wasn't working so I had more time, I would lift for an hour mm-hmm. and then go walk and listen to a book for an hour. And then in D.C., I would do it for multiple hours. Like, I love going up to the to the seminary, had this big circular road where all, like, the buildings and stuff were for all the classes, and I would just walk that forever. I'd, like, I listened to... Steve Martin's audiobook in like two two days, two sessions. It's a I'm good audio there and walk. It's really good. So I guess walking, I guess I do like puzzles because I don't feel like the Professor Layton games are really geared toward me, a younger audience. Sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I consider like if, if you're going to play an old person type game, I feel like Professor Layton is kind of close. Professor Layton is the Cracker Barrel yeah. of video games. <laughs> and I feel like Phoenix Wright, it has its comedy elements, but like it's, and it's also a, a lawyer simulator. Right. And it's a I lot mean, more animu than yeah. uh, Professor yeah. Layton is, I think. Yeah, but I know Josh and Nicole, they love puzzles. Yeah. Oh, they fucking love puzzles. So I, 
I was never, I remember doing them with my grandma, but I was never a big, like, actual puzzle piece person. Really? I did a bunch of, uh, believe it or not, dolphin puzzles when I was a kid. <laughs> what? And whales. I did a, uh, I remember framing um, a whale puzzle that I completed with my mom one mm. summer. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any uh, old old person habits, activities? I do. That you enjoy doing? I do. Yeah. I, I'm Dave, your bespectacled host, and I brought one of my hobbies. <laughs> I like to just go ahead and... Drinking soda from the 90s? Yeah, this is a surge. Man. <laughs> I'm sure you could tell from that sound. Mm-hmm. This is courtesy of St. Zach. I've saved this since he came in oh. to visit us. Oh. And I have not tasted surge since. Um, this is definitely an old man activity because, right, this shit hasn't been available <laughs> since the 90s. Well, that certainly is not a diet beverage. No, no, it's not. I forgot, that, I forgot how syrupy these things taste yeah. like. Would you like I some? I cannot... <laughs> well, see, I, I drink mine that he gave me. Oh, yeah. But it's also like, because he found that at a random gas station, brought it to us, and then after I moved here, I went to the dollar store up the road. They sell surge there. Oh, they really? have a big thing if it they sell surge. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, oops. Um, <laughs> I actually, the only reason I brought this wasn't for an intro. It was because I um, my monster energy drinks were not cold enough yet. <laughs> so I decided to double down. Yeah, because what's, what's the calorie content on that can? Only 230 calories. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still within budget. Um, old man? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of old man things that I do. Yeah. Um, I just can't think of them right now. Um, I'm sure I have... You could ask Nikki. I probably have sex like an old man. It's probably <laughs> something that... I don't, <laughs> um, I don't need it, but I want to try Viagra or Cialis. No, don't do that. I just want to... Because I've been reading about like... Viagra making like your cock so hard it's like a diamond tip drill. Like, okay, what's that? Where are what's you hearing? Like? Where are you hearing these Inter- things? Internet. Where specifically <laughs> on our sex bodybuilding.com <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Cocks. <Yeah. laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really feel like I do a whole lot of old man things because I I mean I work and then I um play video games and I do this podcast mm-hmm. and that's like kind of just the things that I do. Like it's yeah. very neatly like sliced <laughs> into those three <laughs> sections. Um, I do like old movies. So maybe that counts. Okay. I like watching like how old sixties, seventies. Like See, that I kind of really stuff. have trouble with that. Do you really, really, really have trouble with that? It kind of, and it kind of depends. I say that like I'm a liar essentially. I'm, I, it's not, it's very specific directors and uh, it's not okay. like just as a whole because there's a lot of shit. Because you like movies. Romero, don't you? Yeah, I like Romero. Um, and I mean, Leone and stuff like that. I, I, and Taya Leone? Taya Leone. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, I won't deny that. I am a, I'm a Taya Leone <laughs> fan, even though I hear that she's kind of on the. Uh, crazy side. Oh, I believe that. I saw The Naked Truth. That was a good show. Um, no, I'm not familiar with The Naked Truth. Because that was her, I'm pretty sure that was her like NBC show she had for a few years. Oh, okay. When she was like the temporary Hollywood it girl around the time she did Bad Boys. Yeah, that's what I know her <laughs> from. Um, that's that's where I had a crush on her from, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like old classic television too. Like that's very much an old yeah. man thing. I know okay. we talked that's- about Nick, Nick at Night, Night last time, mm. but like that is really like, man, I love some old, predictable 1960s it's, it's television. It's weird. Like Josh and I have had this conversation about how, yeah, we can watch like 
edgy comedians and enjoy their stand-up, but also like you you switch gears to something like Cheers. That's like at first it's oh, it's like oh, okay, this is fucking lame. Yeah, but it doesn't take long before like you just settle into that and you're there and you're in like a whole different mind frame where it's yeah. it's good and it's humorous and you just like. Oh, I can't believe right that in. coach. I can't believe it. <laughs> He's so dumb. He's so dumb. <laughs> but he doesn't lose his job because of his personal relationship with Sam. None of the other employees seem to mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm totally into that stuff. I I honestly wish I had cable for classic television. Yeah. But then again, we've talked about how Nick at Night just pretty much shows now, stuff yeah. that, like when we were kids. So that does make me feel like an old person. Because even when we were kids, like Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy are from our age to whenever those were new shows is bigger than the gap from kids Us who now. are now our age then right. and the shows that they're like they're showing ten year old shows as opposed to like thirty year old shows. Well, I mean, that well is gonna go dry, right? I mean, I think that's <laughs> just like a sign of oh, we don't have enough like good shows from yeah. previous years. I say just keep running Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy taxi. and all that stuff. Fucking Taxi, dude. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Taxi. Taxi was on Hulu. Um, I don't know if it still is or not because I no longer subscribe to Hulu. But um, it might be worth going back to yeah, <laughs> just for Taxi. Taxi is a wonderful so show with a great, like an amazing theme song. And like Taxi is <laughs> just such a really, I mean, it's really the only, good It's show. the only real dose you can get of Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can find a stand-up and stuff, but if you want consistently Andy Kaufman, I mean... It's kind of a bummer, though, because it's like, oh, he hated doing this. (laughs) (laughs) So it's always this, like, it's this weird feeling. Because what if it... Because what can't... Can't... Taxi got canceled, like, suddenly, right? There was, like, a big thing about it. I don't know. Because I remember... It was an old SNL. Like, they wanted to... They loved Taxi, so, like, Lord Michaels wanted to give them a more proper send-off. So we had the whole cast of Taxi on SNL, and Andy Kaufman was there and looked really, really uncomfortable the whole time he's like with everyone on SNL. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, whether he was truthfully uncomfortable or not, <laughs> who knows? Marilu Henner's just too hot. You're just you have to be kind of comfortable. Did she still? She's still so fucking hot. You think so? I yeah. thought you were being sarcastic. No, <laughs> no, man. I never, love I Mary Lou never found the appeal. Fuck, man. I've heard people mm. say that, and I always assumed it was just like John Turley's on board. John, I know you're on board with some Mary Lou Hinner. Well, because she's because she's a redhead. Yeah, I'm pale and a redhead. Yep. That like check check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and usually that's like a, those are like two check boxes for me too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's something about her that just mm. I don't find I don't find her attractive. Yeah. See, I also do you like Catherine Hahn? I do. See, I love Kevin Hahn. I feel like they're sort of cast from the same mold. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's <laughs> so, some... I don't know. I don't know. There's just... For yeah. some reason, I don't find uh, Mary Lou attractive. Because she was in... Um, she was a recurring character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like last year. Really? And I still like... That's a surprisingly good like, show, yeah, by the great. way. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. expect it to be oh, so good, yeah. but it's so yeah, fucking I know. good. Nikki started watching it, and it was like uh, out of the blue. Eddie Sandberg, and you... Okay, this is good. I know. Good. That's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, God, I can't believe you're about to watch this. And then like the first episode, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm yeah. on board. This, yeah. is, this is good. As one of the shows, like... I knew what day it came out, and the next day, like on Hulu or whatever, like I was on it. Like, really enjoy Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm behind. Terry Crews is surprisingly like awesome. I know, I know. (laughs) 
Brooklyn Nine Nine also sounds like it could be a porn series. <laughs> Brooklyn Six Nine, right? That's the and porn Brooklyn's, parody. Brooklyn's Brooklyn's Six Nine, <laughs> right? Brooklyn's apostrophe <laughs> S Six Nine with the apostrophe, it comes back around. Uh, um, I guess. I kind of want to talk about the uh, thing that I'm going to go to this weekend. Oh, yes, please. Um, and it's kind of a funny story. Uh, we got a random message from <laughs> uh, the Arcade Video and Game Room Expo 2016 in uh, Rosemont, Illinois. And this is like the, re- the main reason I want to talk about this is because I want to brag a little bit about <laughs> our show. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like our listeners need to know that we have been upgraded for the first time ever. <laughs> Yeah. For the first time ever. Unless this is a scam. Unless I'm going to get murdered in Rosemont, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> unless I've been catfished. <laughs> we got, get up there and it's 580. <laughs> oh, no. Why'd you do that to me? Now we're, I'm going to drive six hours the whole time. I'm going to be thinking, oh, God, I'm going to get murdered. Where can I get away with murdering somebody? Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Detroit? No. Two on the nose. Chicago. Yeah. They'll never come to Detroit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, for the first time ever, Tadpog got fucking press passes. Yeah. Like this is like we got mm-hmm. real. Like we're really we've made it. We've made yeah. it. Next, I mean, first it's this con. Next, it's gonna be Pax East. We're, we're just gonna walk <laughs> it is in. on the list. It's we're next. just gonna walk right the fuck in. And E uh, three, we're there. there. So I I just thought it was cool. That's all. Yeah, I just no, thought it was no, cool. No, it is very cool. When and I saw it, I was like, what? Oh, I, yeah, it was a fluke. Like, I missed the original message, so then I got the, oh, sure, that's fine. I was like, what's fine? <laughs> what? Well, yeah, because I asked for press passes because <laughs> we got a message about the uh, about the convention, and my immediate response was, oh, that sounds cool. Can we get press passes? Just thinking... A, it does not hurt to ask. It fucking mm-hmm. never hurts to ask. Yeah. And B, it's not going to fucking happen. So, like, like there's no, like, getting hopes up or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's just throw that out there. Uh, and there is a C, and that is I wanted to keep our message responses to 100%. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, ooh. Yeah, Facebook analytics. <laughs> oh, I just let that cat out of the bag. <laughs> cut, cut to when this episode publishes, and we have 59 messages. Hi, hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and elect you, Tyler, to be on to be on the front line. High patrol, so, yeah, high patrol. Um, and sure enough, like a couple weeks later, I thought it was just like just. You saw the gap of time. Died, yeah, I just thought it completely died. I heard back, and they're like, "Yeah, we can do that. Just give us a list of the names." List. Uh, okay. Send them 200 names. Yeah. (laughs) I was curious, like, what's the limit of your generosity? Because you know it's generosity. You know they, like, went to tadpog.com and they were like, oh, man, uh, these guys are clearly special gentlemen. (laughs) We should should cut them some free passes. They need this. It's fine. We'll take your pity. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take your pity. We'll take a pity pity view. It's fine. Yeah. We'll be be the couch. (laughs) So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going up there uh, with Rhythm Master Archivist Cute Butt. Mm-hmm. And hopefully when we come back, uh, we can record an episode about it. Tell be, you all yeah, about it. That'd be awesome. I wish that you could go. I yeah. really, really wish that you could go. <laughs> if we hadn't had that big chunk of time, I could have went. But I then know. it's like, oh, sure. 
you can come in t- two days. Two days, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of time. We we had to scramble. Yeah. Um. So I, d- I feel bad about that, but... Not your fault. <laughs> but we're going to come back and we're going to have... Uh, I'm glad. We're, we're going to let you know what happened. I'll just... I'll give Paul a, a mask of my face. Oh, I like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, have it printed we'll up. Get, we'll get a plaster, shitty plaster facsimile he can wear like a helmet. Speaking of work, my intro continues. Mm-hmm. Wow. By the way, listener, neither of us are really jazzed about Sword of Vermilion. That's why this is going up forever. Spoilers. That's why this intro has been, I don't know, I'd say somewhere about 30 minutes. 24. Oh, okay, I'm close. <laughs> um, I got in trouble at work yesterday um, <laughs> for Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why. I was sitting at my desk and a coworker came in and said, there's a Squirtle at the corner of 9th and Monroe which is just like uh, maybe 50 feet from my from where I sit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I had just gotten back from, here's what I do on my breaks at work. <laughs> I, have, I take two 15-minute breaks at work, and I turn on Pokemon Go, and I walk for eight, I walk for seven and a half minutes in one direction, and I turn around and walk back to work. Trying to hatch those eggs and just hitting up the Pokestops yeah. that I can. Yeah. I've got the route figured out and everything. So I had just <laughs> gotten done with my with that 15-minute break. I sit down, and the coworker comes in and says, there's a Squirtle. It's like, well, fuck. I don't want to pass up on a Squirtle. And this, Do you have to clock in and out? Not for break. For lunch, I do. Um, but like for breaks, it's not a big deal. Um, so I said, and this is where like I fucked up. I said, well, I just got back from a break. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't do it. And she said, it's only going to take a few minutes. It's only going to take a couple seconds. It's like, it's like right at the corner. It's a squirtle. Are, are you chicken McFly? Exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> what are you calling me chicken? So it's, so I'm like, uh, you're right. It's a squirtle. You're right. It's a, I got to catch it's it. It's a, a squirtle. squirtle. So we're walking out the back door, and she mentions to another guy in the office who plays Pokemon Go, and she's like, Squirtle at the corner. Uh, no arm twisting on his account. It was just like, he just got up. Yeah, all right, we're on it. <laughs> so the three of us walk out to catch this uh, Squirtle, and um, we, we walk about, I don't know, halfway to the corner, and then uh, we notice that our boss is standing at the back door yelling something. And... Um, well, here's where here's where my like dumb factor kicks in like a hundred percent. He's yelling. There's, I, there's a squirtle. Come on. <laughs> I think he's joking. So I just like I just smile and nod at him, just like oh. just like a dumb idiot. I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're making fun of us because we're playing. I thought he was making fun of us yeah. because we we're all going to get squirtle. No, he was fucking mad that we all left work to go catch squirtle, which in hindsight makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my story about how I got in trouble for playing Pokemon. <laughs> he was pretty pissed. So, um, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Damn. Um, uh, so long story short, if you haven't kicked into the Patreon yet, I strongly urge that you do. <laughs> we need a safety net. <laughs> Cause I'm about to lose my job to a fucking casual mobile game. <laughs> Because I well I I very frequently walk to well, the bathroom I always play and then if I see something on my radar that I want I will have to go check like I'll walk into two different like twenty to fifteen degree freezers and and see okay is it in here is it in here no one will see me my phone on here 
go to the other room where no one is, be like, is it in here? So you're discreet about it. Yeah. You're not a fucking dumb idiot like I am who's just like, thumbs up to the boss. <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We are going to get this squirtle. I can get it. I could probably get away with it most of the time. If I'm if I'm quick about it, they probably wouldn't say anything in yeah. the kitchen if I'm not busy. Yeah. But well, depends on who the boss who the boss there that day is because I have Mona. a lot of a lot of fucking bosses. Mona's the boss, you know. <laughs> <laughs> who was the boss? It was Mona. Back to Nick at night. <laughs> you want to talk about Sword of a Million? Sure. I feel like we owe it to our listeners who yep. tune in possibly for video games. Four talk. games, possibly yeah. maybe. <laughs> Do you hear that, Dave? Um, I do hear that. It's the sound of me s- cashing my last paycheck. <laughs> it's, it's the sound of it's the sound of my torment, my eternal tormental squirtle. <laughs> uh, which of course, at least you didn't get there and then throw one pokeball and he breaks out of it, then runs away. I did catch him. I so I will. Hey, man, that's a win. <laughs> yeah. Even if I had to walk back and uh, my boss had been like, you're fired. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> I'm only like 18 captures away from involving this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm still criminally far away from a war turtle. Oh, I don't. Don't even get me started. Um, if anyone from work's listening, I'm just kidding. Please don't fire me. <laughs> Uh, yes, I do hear the sounds of me sobbing as Squirtle uh, <laughs> pries my livelihood away from me, from my soft white underbelly. No, Dave, catch them all. <laughs> which, of course, ushers in a segment, uh, which we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Okay, guys, uh, Sword of Vermilion, or um, as it's known in Japan, Vamirion. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's an action role-playing game developed by Sega AM2 and published by Sega for the Mega, uh, Mega Drive console in 1989. It was released in 1991 in North America and Europe. It was the first console-exclusive game designed by you, uh, Suzuki. Uh, the game is part of the Sega Genesis collection. <laughs> I love how you're yawning. <laughs> we are already bored with the game talk. <laughs> I get it. I do. Let's well, just... I learned it. I took Canada Chuck E. Cheese the other day. Yeah. Which the first time she went, she thought she loved the animatronics. She wasn't scared. Really? She loved the lights. She was all good until like Chuck E. Cheese walked out. And when, like, when Chuck E. Cheese got close like the to guy us, in the suit, you mean? Yeah, the guy in the suit. Like she started shaking. She, she leaned back into me and she started shaking. <laughs> and I was like, he doesn't have to come over here. Okay. You're like, no, daddy, no, daddy, no, daddy. Kenna, it's okay, is, he's not coming over here. This is where a kid can be a kid, Kenna. If you don't do it here, where can you do it? <laughs> Immersion therapy. Get, get four more Chucky Jesus over you here. Face your... I, I'm going to cut this bullshit right now. <laughs> you must face your fears. This is Chucky e. Cheese boot camp. <laughs> Walk into the lion's den, two-year-old. <laughs> Uh, do you know someone got abducted from here when this was a showbiz? Just whisper yeah. that. <laughs> you look cute with the shaved head. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But they had a uh, Chuck E. Cheese smart facts. What? And what, what is? Wait. What is that? Yeah, like on the between sets, they'll show like little videos and stuff like that. And one of it is like Chuck E. as a kid on on the computer, and he's like, "I was looking on the internet and I found something interesting. We yawn to cool off our brains." It's like, what? okay. <laughs> so apparently, like, that yawning reflex 
If your temperature in your brain gets too high, you yawn and it cools it off. Like an exhaust fan? Like our mouth I, is just a computer yeah, exhaust fan? Yeah. And that apparent and most of the time when we get tired, <laughs> our brains believe. our brains get hot. I, I don't you know, you believe this thing I, I saw at no, Chuck E. Cheese. I don't think we should you get our science this. facts from Chuck E. Cheese. Tony, Tony, fact check that. Actually, I am actually one hundred percent on board, please. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get our impresario Tony, our scientist. Anyone who scientist. is a scientist or a Chuck E. Cheese expert, get on that. <laughs> uh, Tyler, <laughs> Sword of Vermilion is about the son of Eric, uh, who is the king of Excalibria. Mm-hmm. Ex- Excalibria. Excalibria. Um, that's the name of their country. Excalibria. Excalibria. Mm-hmm. Uh, who takes on a quest of revenge to defeat Sarkon and free the world of vermilion from mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's it. Um, I can go on. I'll go on. Um, <laughs> the quest consists of traveling to towns and villages, battling creatures to gain experience, and fighting items such as swords, shields, and armor, as well as many other items such as herbs and candles. <laughs> Doing the exact same shit 14 times in a row. Yeah. Um, boss monsters take the form of larger, stronger creatures, which are integral to the story. Uh, fighting boss monsters takes place in a side view of the battle where magic cannot be used. The, uh, titular sword of Vermilion, Tyler, I'm sure you were wondering, Mm -hmm. is the most powerful weapon at the end of the game. Oh, okay. This game. It's as tough. It is. It is tough. tough. It is tough. And I'm, I want to say right up front that I probably would have enjoyed this game as a kid. I feel like... Okay, because I okay, I did not like this. I thought this was awful. But I also recognized this game. Sure, we got it in '91, but it came out in Japan in '89. Right. So this game, I mean, it's because when you look at it, like, okay, this is from the same era of gaming as Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, Final Fantasy VI. Kind of. Like you look at the the RPGs of of this era of the 16-bit era. Like the, this just looks like garbage. And I don't know. I know Sega's not the place for RPGs. Super Nintendo squarely owns RPGs. Absolutely. So I mean, Sega had Sega had some good stuff. Sega's had gr- uh, great sports games. Like mm-hmm. if that's your if that's your bag. Like yeah. that's that's the console you wanted. But like Fantasy Star Four, fucking great RPG. I'm ready to get to that. All the Shining Force games. Oh my god. But oh, this game, unless you came into it early, and this is an early experience, you man, you can't play anything else from this era and go back to this without it being like fuck it because it is it is an rpg it is essentially the structure of an nes a nintendo yeah, Entertainment it reminded System me so much RPG. of the ultima series on the yes, nes because here's the formula it starts out you have to find a ring mm-hmm. and to find the ring you have to you have to leave the town enter a dungeon clear the dungeon kill a boss you get the ring mm-hmm and then you find out that you have to find the second ring. In order to get the second ring, you have to go to a second village, go to a second dungeon, clear the dungeon, mm-hmm. kill a second boss, get the ring. Yep. Then you find out about a third village. <laughs> I mean, it's you know what I mean? Yep. It's like very much like, here's the thing you got to do. You're going to do it probably like eight times, and there, then you're done are, with the I game. I know there are 14 towns in the game, oh, so really? I assume like you have to do this 14 times. I didn't play that long. I played for maybe about two and a half hours. 
if you're curious about how this game plays, um, I urge you to check it. Uh, check out the stream I did on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, just search for Tadpog. If you also, if you're not interested in that, but you want to see like an epic Twitch fail, I do record like the first nine minutes with the microphone muted. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're into that, also but you meant to do that. It was good. Uh, yeah, as it's a, a goof, it's an Andy Coffin uh, stuff that you were doing. There. As an additional goof, I also left the box art up of Road Rash Two. <laughs> So a whole bunch of things happened that are really super funny that I totally intended like, to do. Mr. Bean of Twitch streams. That's great. That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they're like, oh, no, not because they're funny, just because you remind me of Mr. Bean. You just look like Mr. Bean. <laughs> you look like Rowan Atkinson. So sorry you about that. You don't look that. anything like Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this game, man, it reminds me so much of Ultima Quest of the Avatar. So fucking much. Speak about that, because I have not... I The only Ultima game I've ever played is Ultima Online. Yeah, because in Ultima Quest of the Avatar, I only played this game because um, a friend of my dad's used to own a service master uh, business, and he would go in and, of course, clean up after fires and things like that, and he got to keep everything that he got out of the houses. So one time he had a complete NES set that was super nice. I thought you were going to say, that's how we got my sister. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when I went over there, I saw it. I was like, oh my God, can I have that? And he's like, okay, sure. You can have all the games. And it had standard stuff, except for one game I'd never heard of that was inside the NES. And that was Ultima Quest of the Avatar. And I tried playing it because it starts off like it gives you a big quiz that you take. And depending on what you say in the quiz is what class you start out as. So you can kind of tool it to where what class you want to be. Like if you want to play easy mode or hard mode, like if you're a hard mode, play as a shepherd easy mode, play as a paladin, and then you get various things in between. I'm glad to hear that shepherd is a class mm -hmm. in the game, because it is a skill. Shepherding is a skill <laughs> in Ultima Online. <laughs> See, that makes sense, because it's it's the classic medieval world, very clunky menu, the same poorly animated people walking in place, saying obtuse things, with very obtuse goals that you need a instruction guide to know what the fuck you're doing, and dungeons in it are the first-person view. And you have to have a like a candle or a light source, other things pitch black. In Ultima Five, in do? Ultima, oh, yeah. so it's, it's so this isn't so much. When you get in a battle, it goes to an overhead screen, like uh -huh. you go into a separate battle screen. It's still turn based. It's not I got you. active like sort of a million is. Right, but like I could tell, they heavily, heavily took things from Ultima. I got you. Okay, um, that sheds new light on it because I, I a lot of this stuff I thought was new. I thought that sort of vermilion. That's why it doubly did not impress me because I was like, this is just, they had this on the NES and you're repackaging it with slightly better graphics and sound. 1989. It's that's, still, that's it's a still mantra 89. of us because, like, Herzog's Vi, we were all like, 1989, 1989, got to remember yeah. that. So, that's because I wanted to, like, okay, I don't like this, but I see why I don't like this. What does everyone else think? And the videos online of people being positive all started with, this was the first RPG I ever played. This was the first action RPG I ever played. So like, okay, that is why you like this game. Because if you played anything else that is like a year later, like you're not going to be able, you're not going to enjoy this as much. It was received well when it came out. Yeah. And I, and I get that. Like, I mean, it was received like very, very, very well yeah. when it came out. Uh, I mean, like review scores for this game are high 80 percentile. 
uh, to mid ninety percentiles. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said percentile weird on that segment. <laughs> percentiles. <laughs> they're they're t- they're like a segment of a lentil bean. That's a percentile. <laughs> <It's> a percentile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I kind of get that because I really do think that if I had played this game in nineteen eighty nine, I would have been impressed. Um, something about this game feels feels like old school pen and paper. D and D. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And like, so me not really having a lot of experience with the Ultima games, I don't know if they had that feel. Oh, definitely. Um, but I mean, this was like when they I was, felt like a D and D. Yeah, and that's what I mean, right? Like yeah. this is like to me, it felt like a very like a nineteen eighties D and D session. Because in Ultima Quest, the Avatar, the point is you have like the seven heavenly virtues and you have to go from dungeon to dungeon exemplifying these virtues. And once you max it out, you then become the avatar and you can go beat the game. And like one cool D&D-esque element is there is a evil artifact you get pretty early on called like the skull. I think Josh has talked about this before. Yeah, I remember him mentioning Whenever you can just enter a, you enter a battle, you use the skull, wipes out all the enemies, you get tons of gold, you get tons of experience, but it wears away all your virtues. So as long as you're using this item to kill people, you can't you can't become the avatar. You have to put it you have to put it away and not use it. That seems pretty cool. So yeah. I don't think there I was mean, anything like that in Sword of Vermilion. Nope. <laughs> like I mean that sounds like a really cool kind of like consequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um okay. Can we so let's talk about let's take a moment and talk about the gameplay. Because yeah. the gameplay was new to me. Um, because it felt like it combined a lot of different elements. Because there's like four main different modes. There's like when you're in a village talking to NPCs, buying equipment, doing your village stuff. That's that's very standard RPG. There. Overhead view, mm-hmm. right? You go around, you talk to to NPCs. The menu, this. Oh man, I hate a separate sub menu for talking. I know this game oh. made me like really appreciate Final Fantasy games mm-hmm. because it's like they really SquareSoft like streamlined the. Press a button, and that button will everything. do everything. This yep. is your action button. If you press it when you're near an NPC, they will talk to you. If you press it near an item, you will grab it. But like this, this sort of vermilion was from an age where it's like go up to a, a person, mm-hmm. a chest, an item, anything, hit the button, and a menu pops up. Uh, it's sort of it means like ten different options. Yeah, talk, open, oh. search, take. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a whole Ma- bunch of different Magic, yeah. like, yeah, it was, oh, I hate, like, up the menu, okay, talk. Or just this, like, where you search for things, go up to a random space, open the submenu, search, because then I never know, like, I'm going to have to do this all around, I don't know exactly which square it is I have to check. Like, oh, man, man, that is a, one way to immediately turn me off to a game. Okay, I agree. I thought it was, I, I mean, at first I thought it was kind of, it's weird because I thought it was kind of cool because it's like, oh, look at all the different options. Mm-hmm. And then it took me like maybe 30 seconds and I was like, oh, it's all the same things mm-hmm. that you can do in like a uh, Final Fantasy mm-hmm. game, yeah. but it's just you have there to There are 10 options or you're going to use two of them 80% of right. the time. Um, and also I think it's fair to, I, I feel like I need to point out my the very first RPG I ever played on a like a console was Final Fantasy 3. 
So like my that's when my like that's when I woke up. You know, I came yeah. online at Final Fantasy three. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the games prior to Anything that, that's older is hard to do. It's very hard for me, especially to do. with RPGs. Very hard. And what and like my second one was Secret of Mana, and then my third one was Chrono Trigger. So it's like I've got this like clump, mm. and my fourth was Final Fantasy four. These are just Dave facts. I'm just throwing out Dave mm-hmm. facts if anyone's interested. <laughs> My point is... I lost my virginity to, like, a high-tier porn star. Yeah. So then it's just... <laughs> it, it, no, I mean, that's a very funny statement, because obviously that didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> but it, I imagine it's like, yeah, if that happened, like, I mean, you can't, like... <laughs> normal sex yeah. is, like, not in your future. I lost my virginity to Lisa Ann. So going back... <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes, because I don't know who she is. Oh, you don't know who Lisa Ann yeah. is? Oh, man. I know who Lisa Marie Presley is. They're pretty similar. <laughs> I know who Brooklyn they Six Nine is. They both probably blew Michael Jackson, so that's fine. Now, Lisa Ann is like the quintessential MILF. She's been in the yeah. in the business forever. She's still super hot. She knows like she knows how to have sex. I that's my you. example of like who you would have sex with that would like ruin it I forever. See. I see. Like, I see. The sex uh, ruiner. Yeah, the sex ruiner. She, she, That's what she's off called. She's the skull of Ultima 5, <laughs> is what you're saying. She wears away your virtues. <laughs> All right. So that's so that's one mode of the game. Uh, the other mode is when you leave town, you enter to a first-person point of view. And it's kind of like exploration mode, I guess you would call it, where mm-hmm. you kind of like wander through either wilderness or a dungeon. Anytime you're just walking around outside of town, you're in this first-person mode, mm-hmm. which is, I thought, reminiscent of the old D&D computer games, Yeah, um, which I never really had a problem with. Um, but it's it's weird to me that the game, like, shifts from mode to mode to mode for, mm-hmm. for all these different things. Yeah, because the overworld map, because if you get a map for the area, then the map is in the upper corner, and that's like... A very, very basic, like, stick figure on a path with a bunch of trees. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I, I honestly thought the map was cool mm-hmm. because it was, like, a mini-map. And it's I like, mean, that's, you, that's you a thing. You cannot do shit without that. No, you, I mean, <laughs> you'd have to draw it out, which, yeah. I mean, I guess you could. And uh, But, I mean, I thought that, I honestly thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, whenever I would get the map uh, and it would reveal the area that I'm in, um, it was an empowering feeling. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I got this now. Um, yeah, I can play the game. Right, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I honestly, I thought it was cool because it's like a mini-map is like something that we it, we just expect now. Yeah. So it's really it's really cool to see a mini-map because that's essentially what it is. It's flying around in the blackjack in Final Fantasy VI, like I'm just looking at the mini-map. Like I'm not even looking at the rest of the map. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's like, what was it? I think in... Uh, Final Fantasy 4 slash 2 um, what you have to like pause in order to yeah. see it. so it's like I like that about Sword of Vermilion it's like they don't make you go through unnecessary menus to see what you need to see because mm-hmm. it easily could have been like hit the start button and see where and you go are to map, map. exactly yeah. and then like constantly going back and forth yeah. so I thought that was cool and as you move in first person your uh, representation moves on the mm-hmm. minimap I, I think I really do think that's neat. I, I don't know what, I don't know when the first Fantasy Star came out. F- I know Fantasy Star Four was on Genesis. Right. I assume the first one was on the Mega, um, the Master System. Yeah. 
I assume so, too. But I bought... They had the Fantasy Star Collection for Game Boy Advance that I bought because I'd never played the first three. So I popped that in, tried to play Fantasy Star 1, and the whole game was basically this first-person view, but just like... Really? But just like so shitty. Just like so shitty, I could... It was unplayable to me. So what made it... I mean, what made it shitty? I just... At this... At this level, first-person perspective, I just... I cannot follow it. Just it, like... Turn around, turn around. Everything looks the same. Yeah, like I have trouble. What direction am I in? Sure. Where am I going? Like I can't, I can't do it. It is tough. Like in Sword of Vermilion, I wouldn't have been able to finish the first dungeon without the mini map. Yeah, like I, I just wouldn't have because everything does look the same. And I think that's by design. I think it's like to. I mean, obviously it's by design, but I think it's like to save on memory. First of all, in the cartridge, because it's like, well, if everything on, like, if we can just repeat the same piece of everything, data, yeah, it's all right? it's black and white. It's right. black and white brick in every in every dungeon. Which, what do you think about buying a bunch of candles? Okay, so <laughs> I thought I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I do, and that's the part that reminded me of old school pen and paper dungeon crawling, because okay. it's like it's weird, and maybe it's just because the way we played D anD D, like when I was younger, like. We used to play D&D where it's like it's a dungeon delving game. And it's like that's the focus. It's like, Diablo 1. Yeah, essentially. Um, uh, where it's like make sure you – like it was really, really important to make sure you had all your supplies and you write down your supplies because you're going to use them. Mm-hmm. And the idea of – That's the, what instilled the hoarding all your good items and games. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that is what, my, what has dictated my behavior <laughs> up until my adult life. <laughs> um, but – it reminded me of that, so I, I I like the fact that you had to buy candles and lanterns and Sword of Vermilion mm-hmm. in order to see underground. Like I thought it was a cool thing because it's like the first time I went into a dungeon, I didn't know that. So I go into the dungeon and it's dark. I can wander around in the dungeon in the dark if I want to. Um, you get the frame motion like you're moving. Yeah, or like I could see myself on the mini-map moving, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm moving. If I really wanted to, I could stumble around, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could even find the old man that's in there if you don't. Oh, that's a good point. If yeah, I don't know. See, if you can't see him, because he's just chilling down there. He doesn't give a fuck. What did you think about the candles? Uh, see, I didn't like it at all. Ultima was the same way. Oh, really? I didn't. It, it just bothered me. It's just like, I'd rather just, if I could buy one item that's good for a whole dungeon, as opposed to just like, okay, I have to buy a whole bunch, and if I run out at the bottom, so I have to buy way too much to make sure I don't. And your inventory space is limited. Yeah, so I just, I, I, I don't like, I mean, I guess I'm spoiled in the fact that I don't, I don't like that shit like that. I like it in D&D. I don't like it in video well, we games. Well, we don't, I mean, we don't game like that. I mean, well, well, Ramon's last game we did that was very, yeah, that is true. and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed was survival that. kind of yeah. like base. If we're doing a survival thing, I do, I do like it. But if we're doing like a story driven kind yeah, of, yeah, like then narrative. it then it is boring. Yeah, it. Do, I mean, it does get tedious for sure. Yeah. Um, I just liked it because it like it hit like a nostalgia area in my right in my tummy yeah. where it's like oh yeah I remember when like we would like oh yeah we gotta make sure to get a ten foot pole yeah we're gonna need like still, lights man and, you still gotta have that ten foot yeah. pole in any any D and D game level one through five you can use the shit of a ten foot pole get some rope man I really want silk rope it's lighter but man mm. that shit is expensive <laughs> for a level one character I guess I'll go hemping <laughs> um, so. You know, there's a lantern, which I discovered, which does work for, uh, you only have to light it once and you're good. See, that that's good with me. It's more or, expensive. Or like Z- in Legend of Zelda, like, let me just find the lantern, use it once to light up a room. Okay. In Zelda, it was still a little tedious, having to switch out items. Okay, do this. Okay, mm-hmm. now switch back. 
but still. Okay, so we talked about the overhead mode in town. We talked about the first person view in the wilderness and in dungeons. Mm-hmm. As you're wandering around in first person mode, random encounters will happen. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. Did you feel like they were excessive? I feel like it was a really high encounter rate. Yeah. For something that is as involved as it is. Like if something like yeah. Suikoden can get away with having a higher encounter rate because battles are light and fast. Yeah. You can you can end that shit, hit auto twice, two turns, you're done, keep going. Mm-hmm. But this, you see the enemy pop up. Okay, you look at the enemy. Okay, you go into the other screen, and then it's a gangbang. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually like, yeah, 12 enemies, <laughs> yeah. and you're like in the middle, and they start out surrounding you. Yeah, because yeah. like, start, you start in the middle of the screen. I, I feel, it's cool that you were running, because you go, then you go on a, not 2D, but you're on a, how would you describe the view in, in battle? Oh, in battle mode? In yeah. battle mode, it's it's almost like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. Where it's like, not completely profile, but it's, and it's also, it's like in between like a straight-on side shot and isometric. Yeah, because then, then I guess it does look more like Legend of Zelda. Then you go and like, yeah, enemies are all over, and you're swinging your sword trying to kill all yeah. the enemies. It's very easy to die. It's like Zelda very with like a three quarters kind of view. Yeah, um, yeah, it is easy to die because they do start you out just in the middle mm-hmm. of monsters. and and you could run, which is cool. Like you just run off the side of the screen and you get out of the battle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think that's cool. That's cool. But. Man, it's it's just hard. Like you get time. Your sword is very short. Right. Oh, really short. You, oh, yeah. by sword you mean your blue stick. Yeah. <laughs> your yeah. Your dildo bat. So. I mean, yeah. It's a very yeah. It's a Ooh. very short blue stick. Yeah. You your, use. your pocket knife that you're swinging around. Which the uh, sprite doesn't switch out if you change your weapon. Which I was bummed mm. out about because I was like, that seems like an easy decision where it's like, oh, you get a more powerful sword. What if it increases the length of the of your weapon? Like yeah. what? Because like you're actively swinging at enemies. What if it was something that made it easier mm-hmm. uh, because you spent money on a new sword? No, it looks the same. It swings the same. It's essentially just going to deal more damage when you hit with yeah, it. Yeah, and the enemies get tougher, so then it's still just get a better sword so you can keep up. And that's mm-hmm. standard RPG fare. Yeah, like I mean that I can't really fault Sword of Vermilion for because yeah. that is like that's. Stamped and like, grained. If, I mean, if I could have the option of a longer sword for more reach but less damage, so yeah. then you'd have to. But once you get once you get in battle, like you're locked into whatever you have because you can't. I feel like magic is super important because, like, if you buy the Ferris spell that makes a flame go around That's you, that orbits you, yeah. which is which is cool, and yeah. that actually does give you reach. Yeah, it makes the shit a lot easier, right? Because it extends out farther than your sword mm-hmm. does. But you can't. You can't change once you get in. You can't change your spell. You can only have one spell at a time. Can't change out in battle. Can't use potions in battle when you get hurt. Like just swing away until like if you're about to die and try to run away. Like in signs, just swing away. Just swing away. Spoilers. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't, man, I thought about that movie. Ooh, in a while. If you haven't seen signs, uh, don't because it's awful. <laughs> yeah. But spoilers. I don't. I don't. I never. I didn't like signs. I, mm, I didn't either. I don't like. I don't like anything that's M. Night Shyamalan except for oh, Six Six Sense and Unbreakable. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, I need to rewatch Unbreakable. Mm. It's been a long time. I wish you would have stopped where it's like, I don't like anything. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't like anything, Dave. I don't like anything that anybody else likes. <sighs> that's not true. That's not true. That's not me at all. It is not. 
Oh, what other notes do I have? You want to talk about the last battle, the last mode? Oh, yeah. Bosses. Bosses, which the mode changes again. <laughs> and this is like a straight up like profile shot. Yeah. Um, and You're locked it, in straight up side, side scroller. I don't understand why they needed two different modes for regular battle and boss battle. Like other than maybe to set it apart. Um because so I guess they want to make it feel more epic because the bosses do look cool. Yeah. I mean, they're usually the one I got to is large, a large dragon. Right. So same here. Uh, that looks like that part reminded me of Act Razor. That looked like act, uh, the platforming right. parts of Act Razor to me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this on the record. This game is worse than Act Razor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you 100%. Because Act Razor is a game. Oh man, I hope I'm not contradicting a statement I made when we talked about the game Act Razor, but I liked Act Razor. But the Book of Acts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this, because you can't use magic in boss mode, which I think is fucking stupid. Yes, it is. And it's just, you sort of like, because you're in your full plate with your sword and you're kind of doing like this Michael Jackson lean back thing, and then you can scoot forward and backwards while the enemies are trying to fuck you up. Like, I mean,. I guess they spent all all the memory they had allotted for boss battles on the way it looks because yeah. like boss battles suck. So, so I could, it looks good, but it's all I could, that's all I can say about it. All right, we got all the modes covered. We're so, out of we're out of the modes woods. Modes out of modes woods. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the music, dude? Dude, I love the music. Yeah, I really love the music. I don't. I, it is not appropriate to the game. Thank you. I like the music too, but it's never thematically appropriate. No, never. <laughs> and it's like the music in the first village, which I think is called Wycliffe. <laughs> Jean? I know. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Um, when I, it's like this epic music. It's like this, yeah. not just epic, it's like almost like ominous, villainous music. And it's like, doom. Doom, doom. It's like, like this very heavy. It's like going up Kefka's tower. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. And it's like the beginning the of city. the game, <laughs> and it's like all of the music, like, and it's it like re the music resets, like when you go into a house. So like, there's a moment where I go into an NPC's house, and the music starts, and it's like, am I gonna murder this woman who's in the house? Because that's what it sounds like is gonna happen. Because because at the beginning you get that sort of vignette about. The evil emperor from another land coming in, killing everybody, and he the king gives his son to his servant, take him and raise him as your own, and then suddenly now you're the son, I don't know how old you are, uh, of age, and you just plunk down the middle, and then you're supposed to, the objective Figure one, that you don't yeah, know, know, yeah, you have to wander into Dude. a house, find your dying dad, who's like, not your real dad, you're a son of a king, go get the rings. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you just made me feel so much better because I felt like a huge <laughs> dummy because I, if you watch the stream, you'll see me probably wander around the, <laughs> the first fucking village for like 25 minutes. And you have no, like, me, you what have no do indication. I do? What do I do? <laughs> and I'm like going to the graveyard. Like, did they bury him already? <laughs> I don't. And it's like, this is like typical like RPG frustration for me where it's like, if this were real life, or D and D, I could ask an NPC. Uh, well, first of all, I would know where I fucking live. Yep. <laughs> point one. Uh -huh. Second point. Even if I, for some reason, did not know where I lived, I could go up to any villager and be like, "Excuse me, where do I live?" <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been in some sort of an accident. Yes, exactly. Where do I live? Oh, you live in the house where your dying father is. You better get over there. Please, where is that? Because, yeah, I love it. Like, all of them are speaking in riddles, essentially. Like, all I want to know is just where do I live? And everyone's like, oh, you better go visit your dad. Where? Some people you meet aren't people. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I love the music. To answer your question, I loved every bit of it. Um, I thought it sounded great for the Genesis, too. Because, like, on the Genesis, I'm used to this, like, really tinny, not... Not robust, just flat music. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this game, uh, this music had yeah, some. It was some good, just not bump. appropriate for anything. Uh, it was very, mm. very late '80s, early '90s, and I think that's what I liked about it too. Okay. Um, even like the intro is very like Hercules or Xena, where it's just <laughs> like you know, <laughs> lightning crashes, yeah. and it's like sort of Vermilion, like <laughs> phases in. Back when the gods were cruel and petty and played with men's face. <laughs> Then came Hercules. <laughs> like I could even see, like, like I could even hear in my mind, like when the title comes up, I could hear like Sword of Vermilion. <laughs> the end, yeah, the opening screen looks good. I mean, yeah, I've yeah, it does. Here's my other note: complaining about the sub menu. When you go into a dungeon, you find a treasure chest. Mm-hmm. Okay, go down to open, and you'll find you'll have to, you'll find whatever's in it, but you don't automatically you don't take, take it. it. You have to then open up the menu and go to the take, take option. option. I know. Can I, can I tell you how many times I walked away from an open treasure chest? Uh, by the way, in case you were wondering, those chests automatically shut back. <laughs> so, I yeah, I had to reopen the chest, remember to take it, uh, whatever the candles or whatever was inside. So it's just, it's a product of its time. If you got it in its time, I'm sure you'd love it. But after its time is over, it's just fucking... It's incredibly hard to go back to. What's the green shit on everybody's face? Did you notice that? Moss. Moss. It's mo- oh, I don't know. Everyone's got a bad case of moss face. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the king took over and we have to bury... We're all his chia pets. We have to put seeds on our face and grow them. They say when, you're, when your father, Blade, uh, <laughs> is dying, um, it's not from a vampire bite. King, uh, king Eric's son, or favorite servant, Blade. Blade. <laughs> you seem like a trustworthy fellow. <laughs> <laughs> when like he's dying they don't really tell you like the only thing they say he's died from is like wounds he incurred from a war long ago <laughs> and he got bad like real quick nothing we can uh, do about it i think it was all the moss on his fucking face <laughs> <laughs> i think that whole village of Wycliffe was we all trouble. we all have black mo- uh black mold in our houses very badly yes. and it's we all died about the same time <laughs> got any achievements for this game I do have some achievements. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you? I do. I have two. You want to go back and forth? I'll start. Okay. Uh, my first achievement is, if I have a million dollars, in order to unlock, if I had a million dollars, you max out your Kim, uh, which Kim <laughs> is what they call money in this game for an undetermined reason. <laughs> I feel like it was the, to appease Kim Jong Un of North <laughs> Korea. I feel I'm so glad you said that. I have a feeling that um, the lead developer's like wife or daughter was named Kim or something, and like he was like, oh, "We're calling money Kim in this game," and everyone just kind of like is looking around. His uh, mistress was like, "You never acknowledge me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll sneak you into my game, baby." 
Just watch for it. Do you, what do you have achievement, Tyler? Uh, my first one is the 14 sacred stars against evil for great justice across the great lands of Excalibria. <laughs> and you unlock the 14 sacred stones against evil for great justice over the great lands of Excalibria by going to all 14 towns. That's a fucking feat right there. <laughs> I have my second achievement. I'd like to thank Overseas Philip uh, for giving me the name. This achievement is called Candle in the Wind. <laughs> and in order, uh, There's a theme here. I don't know if you noticed. It's a singing theme. Uh, I've been really into singing recently, Tyler. I don't know if you've... You should. Yeah. You should be. Uh, in order to unlock Candle in the Wind... There you go. That's uh, good. You have to uh, enter a dungeon... Use a candle to light the dungeon and then accidentally exit the dungeon, thus <laughs> snuffing out your candle, which I did like twice because how fucked up is this? When you enter the dungeon, you're facing the exit of the dungeon. Well, you walk, you walk in back first. You don't know what's coming in behind you. <laughs> so if you go forward, you exit the dungeon. <laughs> that like little thing is just like, why? <laughs> like the Jackie Chan, like, why? <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's it, I wasted yeah, so it's many fucking candles shit. doing that shit. And then when I go back in, I have to light another fucking mm, candle. There's Tin Kim gone. <laughs> That's an achievement right there. <laughs> Tin Kim gone. And then you also unlock Candle to Win if you kill a princess. <laughs> Uh, my second achievement is that's some Zelda shit, and you unlock that's some Zelda shit by getting the wisdom ring. All right, that makes fucking perfect sense. I have a third achievement. <laughs> Good. That is not a song uh, because I Aww. came with it on the fly. Uh, it's called Goatsy. <laughs> uh, and if for anyone who's not familiar with Goatsy, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Do Ooh. do not click Ooh. that at work. <laughs> Uh, in order to unlock... If your boss has already caught you playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> yeah. fucking go for it. No, there's a level. There are several levels of difference. Uh, in order to unlock Goatsy, you need to speak to a man, go up to a man, and you open the menu, and instead of talk, you choose open. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you unlock So that would Goatsy. make this game awesome if every, you could do all the options <laughs> on all everything. I know. Like if you go up to an NPC and you choose search and it just gives you like a page of description. Their inventory. <laughs> this weathered gentleman cocks a smirk at you <laughs> as you as you approach. His dusty coat uh, indicates that he's well-traveled. However, his spectacles belie unexpected intelligence. Uh, intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't let you skip it. It like scrolls out slowly. <laughs> Music changes. You go to talk to a treasure chest. Oh, no one ever talks to me. No one asks for my opinion. That would be a cool Easter egg if it like it's just one chest will do that. Well, I'm I'm a very tame mimic. I won't hurt you. I'm glad you spoke to me. I'm chesty. <laughs> <laughs> Said Taryn Landis. <laughs> oh. Tyler. Yes, Dave. I got a couple questions for you. <laughs> You're that dog. I do. I don't know if the mics hear the dog or not. Um, that's not Nana's dogs. That's a different dog. <laughs> nope. I have a couple questions for you. The first of which is, if you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would you give it? 
Uh, I would have to give this game a... It is the, the neckbeard of the man who runs the either knife-throwing or shuriken-throwing booth at a Ren Fair. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about Axe? Or Axe, Axe as well? Yep. Okay. That was the three whenever I went to the one. That is the trifecta. Yep. That's the Ren Fair throwing shit trifecta <laughs> for sure. Tyler. Yeah, I got some real Japanese throwing stars here at the Ren Fair. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead man. Yeah, man. Just grab you a cloak full of those and throw them at this board, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you, uh, you're gonna suck. Go ahead. Excuse me. Did you say grab a clunk full? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call a group of shuriken a clunk. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, man? What you take me for? Some kind of carny? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get my whole parliament of carnies coming whoop your ass. A what? That's what you call a group of carnies. We're a parliament. We're like owls. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you, get his, if you were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would you give it? I'd have to give this the, the helmet visor of the knight that is forced to joust, joust who has to lose. Oh, I see. Yeah, like in like in a knight's tale. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> at the the one I went to in Maryland, like they had the big jousting competitions, which sounds cool, and you see it, and it's not at all. Oh, jousting competitions? Yeah, I thought no, it was they're boring. Super as fuck. boring. <laughs> yeah, they're super boring. <laughs> it's not like Game of Thrones. No, there, there's nobody chopping the heads off horses. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, no one's actually at risk of dying, <laughs> which I gotta admit. Where's the eight foot tall man chopping <laughs> yeah. horses in half? Do you think, okay, I don't think I've been to a Renaissance Festival since Game of Thrones came out. Do you think that Renaissance Festival's oh, up to their game since Game of Thrones? Like, do you think, like, the troops, is it a troop that puts on a, I don't know, what what do you call it makes it, it someone makes sense. who organizes? I don't know. But do you think they're like, fuck, we so have we up got to up our game? Man, I guess certain ones, the ones who could afford it probably could. Can we get some titties out or something? <laughs> some get some God, get some winches just pulling it out. <laughs> just go please. ahead and do do a brothel tent. It's fine. <laughs> Blowjobs only. We're classy. Kids are here. <laughs> Blowjobs only. Must wear cock socks. We are classy. <laughs> <laughs> please keep to the theme. Lab skin only. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I've got another question for you. Mm. I want to know how much this game is on Amazon. If you were to buy it now, used on Amazon, how much do you think you would pay for it? $28. Tyler, actual retail value of Sword of Vermilion used for the Sega Genesis at the time of this recording is $7.99. This, wow. this is a budget game. Yeah, I thought it'd be more... Okay, I'm interested in wonder. I wonder how much a new copy is, just because I know... That it also came with a hint book that was like too big to fit inside the car inside the the case, so it was like packaged to the back of it, which had maps and everything. Yeah, I meant to look that up before I started playing the game, but guess who forgot because he was too busy muting his microphone <laughs> and having the wrong box art up on the stream. Uh, yeah, the same guy <laughs> who got in trouble at work for leaving to catch a squirtle. <laughs> The cheeseburger eater. Yeah. Yes. You're the spectacle host. You're dummy. The spectacle host. I'm glad. I'm really glad you do the Twitch feed, though. People are really seeming, people enjoy it. Yeah. Lot, I'm glad. That makes feedback. me feel good for someone to be yeah. like, hey, I like this thing. Yeah. <laughs> the same like, that you do. Oh, cool. How much is it? Is there a new copy listed on Amazon? I didn't, I didn't see a new one. Oh. So. Okay. I didn't see one uh, shrink wrapped. Shrunk wrapped. Shrunk wrapped. Unshrunked. <laughs> 
Before I forget, I have a note here because okay. I want to make sure I think because I ha- always mean to and I forget. But when I get a uh, a game gifted me on Steam, it always excites me. And I add it to my library. And I don't want to send them a message. Like I need to say it on the air. I think I'm on the air. Can and I then guess? I forget. <laughs> Can I guess? Sure. I guess you're going to think Sandwich Pope Phil. He's one of them, yes. <laughs> He told me that he got you uh, Chronicles of Mastara. He did. Which is exciting, because I want to play that game. Yeah, now enough of us have it to play mm-hmm. it. Uh, but I want to thank Soul Sister Yarn Sorceress, Pokemon 153, Corn Because <laughs> she's bought me games. I want to thank Ruby Bear and Paul Cluel, because he has bought me games, and Sandwich Pope Phil. Because they, they are the frequent people who I pop up and I will see, there's something in your Steam inventory. Yes, absolutely. Those are those are three extremely generous people mm-hmm. uh, who have also, over the period of time that we've been doing the show, have bought games for me as well. So th- thank you very much. Yeah. Tyler. Yes. I have a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However... I'd like to close the show out first, and then I'll like to give you the quiz. Okay. I want to end. I want to end on the quiz. Is, is that feasible? Can yeah, we do no, that's that? totally fine. Just change it up. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah. Still so don't miss the next episode. I want to talk about that arcade There's, expo. Yeah. So that's what you can expect. Unless I die, unless Five Eighty murders me <laughs> at the expo, <laughs> then you'll just hopefully hear Tyler kind of mournful. Yeah, pretty pretty mournful, pretty mournful. A little relieved, yeah. but ma- <laughs> mainly relieved, but a little mournful. And then start the star search for Dave's replacement. <laughs> Must change your name to Dave to fit Tad Pog. That could be a fun contest. <laughs> um, hey, if you want to help us out, we have all sorts of stuff that we need reviews on. So if you of the copious things where you can go and leave five star written reviews, go do that. We got iTunes, we got Stitcher, we yeah. got Amazon where you can find our shirts. Yeah. So, and our shorts. And, yeah. Just kidding. That'd be nice. I wish we had <laughs> we need Tad Pog shorts. shorts. Oh, yeah. Like embroidered, like our logo embroidered on, yeah. sh- on shorts. I remember my my jean shorts that I had, I had a pair that were half white and half green that I wore a lot. Wow. Yeah. With my red and blue long sleeve hooded shirt. Nice. <laughs> you know what we should get? I think of this only because a coworker mentioned to me today how cool he thought Bart Simpson was when The Simpsons <laughs> was, was new. And he had shades. He had Bart Simpson shades. He said that were purple. And the uh, there was Bart Simpson on the lens of the glass. Like he said it was a white Bart Simpson that was just on the lens of the, gl- of the sunglasses. <laughs> So I'm like, oh man, that sounds ridiculous. He left, and I immediately eBayed it because I was like, is can I find this thing? It can I? What can I find? I found it. Here's the problem: I could only buy it in a big lot of like 100, and they want 75 dollars for it. So I can't tell you how tempted I am to oh, buy man. the full bag and just like pour them out on his desk. <laughs> So when he comes into work, there's just Bart Simpson shades everywhere. <laughs> that could be whenever you come to Tadpog Prom, like here, here's your <laughs> pair of Bart Simpson. <laughs> Bart Simpson first, sip, first 100 people get Bart Simpson sunglasses. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were trying to do an outro. I just wanted to share that. Uh, so if you want to help us out, leave us a five star review somewhere. Send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. Get in contact with us if there's a game you want us to play, a guest host you want for an episode or a Patreon request. Just get it to us, and we promise we will get to that eventually. eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about stuff, 
in the meantime, you can always find us on tadpog.com. That's where the show notes Tadpog.com? I know. I just, I totally said come, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Tyler, I got come on the brain. <laughs> we got to change our URL because that's better. Yeah. If I were like the operation man, you know, the board game operation, like that would be one of the things. Like, oh, I got to remove this come on the brain. <laughs> it's really it's very, hard to do. Very, so it's, it's bigger than the whole. Yeah. <laughs> or it's an actual liquid. Oh, so yeah. you try and pull it Shit, out. We're going to have to go up the nose, <laughs> pull this out. We're going to have to go mummification on this. In the meantime, you can always find us on tadpog.com that's where the show notes live uh, or you can find us on Facebook we're at facebook.com slash tadpog hey like us on Facebook we asked for that on a recent episode and people did it so thank you please do that more uh, mm-hmm. we like it when that happens because uh, it makes us feel important it helps us get press passes we'll put it that <laughs> <Yeah>. way <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter uh, we are at Tadpog underscore podcast. It is cumbersome, I realize. Uh, a sincere thank you to everybody who retweets us, especially our episode announcements, because they really do help get the word out. Uh, you can find us on uh, Patreon. We have some Patreon donors uh, who are very remarkable people uh, that, I, that mm-hmm. humble me on a daily basis uh, by opening their wallets and showing them. They're telling you how shitty you are. Yeah, they, they, they really humble me. Me by keeping me grounded. Bro, I can't believe you almost got fired over Pokemon Go. <laughs> Check your privilege, shit lord. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I, if you'd like to donate, feel free to at patreon.com slash tadpog. Kick in a dollar uh, at least and you get access to all our bonus episodes that we've done mm-hmm. and will do in the future. There'll eventually be tears up there. Yeah. We, this is a thing we talk about yep. regularly yep. but never actually sit mm-hmm. down and, and plan out. We've got a lot of it. We just need to sit down and do it. Yeah, it is very true. Um, all no, of our time. Not just outlandish ones, but like actual ones. We will, we yeah. will do jank, jankum sometimes. Oh yeah, we'll make, we'll bottle our own jankum, <laughs> but there are actually real <laughs> obtainable ones as well. Um, uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank Douglas from Better Made, who, uh, is riding, continuing to conduct that two penny a train, uh, two penny an episode train. Yeah. Douglas, thank you very much. Very much appreciated. Uh, I'd also like to thank... Exalted Lord Mike of Purdue, a.k.a. Micah Purdue, who is riding out that penny train. Every time we do an episode, mm-hmm. he donates a penny. So, Micah, thank you very much. Um, and that's all I've got for now. So thank you, guys. Um, we appreciate it. Let's see. If, if you want to send us anything. Yeah. We have a uh, box. If you want to have basically your own, your package as an intro, mm-hmm. you can send that to Tadbog Studios, care of Nicole Nance. P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky 42002. You can also find that in the show notes. So you don't have to write it down. Nah, don't write it down. Just go to (laughs) tadbog.com. It's right there. Uh, If you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can do it. Mm -hmm. You can call us at 270-883-2555. You can also send a text, but I promise I'll fuck it up. There's Instagram, tadbog underscore podcast on Instagram. I need to get back on that. It's been a few days since I put anything up. But I'll do that. Um, is that it? That's, That's it. it. Oh, our theme song moves. Let's see more drama. That track moves on the show. How do you have to close this out, Dave? I would like to close it out like, oh man, I didn't, I didn't think about it. Um, how about King Arthur? Okay. So until next time, Tropical Capricorn. Wow. With Sean Connery just a bit. That was good. <laughs> like, I felt like, man, we could do like. If we could go back in time, we could do voice work. We could both be King Arthurs. 
We go back far enough. The kings. Time. Kings. The Arthur. kings Arthur. <laughs> be like a kid in King Arthur's court, but it'd be both of us. Two kids in King Arthur's court. That's the sequel. Did you know? Oh. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. Here's my quiz. It's called... You ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah. It's called Kim (laughs) Jong-il or Lil' Kim. All right, here we go. I need to know. I'm going to ask you a question, and I need to know if it's Kim Jong-il or if it's Lil' Kim. Mm -hmm, Okay. (laughs) I'm going to let you know this up front. I'm going to choose one gender pronoun to use. And I'm also going to choose one verb tense to mm-hmm. use. So just because half I, of these are in Korean, oh, yeah, Lil Kim <laughs> does speak Korean, so it's not a giveaway. All right, Tyler, King Dalton. That's racist, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, but I thought it might be funny, and you're laughing, so <laughs> yeah, it makes it okay. Well, it's racism. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> here we go, Tyler. Is five foot two. Lil Kim. Kim Jong Il. No, damn. Lil Kim is four eleven. Okay, damn. <laughs> Just to prove I did my fucking research. <laughs> Granted, I did it when I was taking a poop earlier. How are her legs not broken? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> all right, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Second question. Known to travel by private train. Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il. Okay. Correct. So I think, what's the infrastructure like in North Korea? They probably have trains. That's, that's a good way of thinking. All right. Number three. Has composed operas. Kim Jong-il. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know the tales of the great leader. <laughs> Drinks $600,000 worth of cognac each year. Look him. <laughs> Incorrect. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Kim Jong-il. Wow. Who's racist now? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Committed perjury in front of a federal grand jury. Lil' Kim. That is Lil' Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong-il is the judge, jury, and executioner, so he can't do it. That's, that's also good logic. <laughs> Sound logic. I wouldn't say good logic. Sound logic is more fitting. <laughs> that was right. I'm a little Kim Jong on the gun. <laughs> Without even skipping a beat. Yeah, it's a little Kim. Like Kim. you are 100 percent confident on that one. Final answer. Little Kim, locked in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question: Was the villain of a movie released in 2004? Uh, Kim Jong Il. Yes. Can you name the movie? Team America. Yes. <laughs> Is a fan of multicolored wigs. <laughs> Both. I'm sorry. Our judges say you need to give us, uh, you need to choose. Lil' Kim. It is Lil' Kim. (laughs) Although I really wish it was Kim (laughs) Jong-il. All right, Tyler. Last question. Favorite movies include Rambo and Friday the 13th. Kim Jong-il. Correct. (laughs) You're very good at this game. Mm, I know my dictators. (laughs) And racial stereotypes. (laughs) That's all right. I was racist a little bit. You were racist a little bit. We evened it out, which makes it not racist. Right. I don't know if, if you know the rules. If two white people are racist, yeah. it means no it, one's it racist. It evens it out. It just like, yeah. That's how we maintain uh, what we call equilibrium. 